You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Hey there, Sheep Spotters. It's Sasha. Welcome to episode 72 of the Sheep Spot Podcast which I'm also thinking of Sheep Spot Podcast Plague Years Edition, number one. I'm Sasha from SheepSpot.com, where we are laser-focused on helping you make yarns you love with beautiful fibers and top-notch instruction. So, do you have any hand-spun lying around that you don't know what to do with? Today I'm going to be talking about a really quick and beautiful way to use hand-spun yarns that you may not have encountered yet. Um, And I'm also going to be announcing a new five-day challenge uh, that will come at the end of the episode. So um, I have custom-made the challenge for our current pandemic-driven circumstances. So stay tuned for that. And I will get to working with your hand spun in a second. First, though, I need to say that this episode is dedicated to the memory of my mother-in-law, Elizabeth Rowlandson, who died this week. Elizabeth was the best mother-in-law that anyone could possibly ask for. And she was also an amazing woman. She earned a PhD in mathematics in 1965. She taught in the math department at McGill University, and she also served as a dean at both McGill and the University of Toronto. When she retired, never one to not be busy, Elizabeth decided that she wanted to go to divinity school, and she was ordained as an Anglican priest in 1993. Before she became ill with Parkinson's about six years ago, she was an assistant priest at the Anglican Cathedral of Montreal, and she was the chaplain at the Diocesan um, Theological Seminary at McGill, which actually awarded her an honorary doctorate, so she had two PhDs. She was a really, really amazing woman who taught her sons that Women can be forces of nature and formidable intellects, both of which she was. And I will be forever grateful for the difference her example made in my life and Matthew's. I already miss her very much. Okay, so back to fiber. I am right now doing a project month with my members in the Sheep Spotter Society. We do one every quarter where they work on a project using their hand spun yarn and I develop resources to support them in doing that. And one of the resources I made this time around was a video in which I pulled out every hand spun project I could find and I just talked about them and talked about what had worked and what had not worked so well. 
And it was just a way to talk about the impact that our spinning choices make on our fabric with lots of specific examples. And while I was getting ready, I pulled out a few woven scarves that I had made with my hand spun on my uh, rigid heddle looms. And it reminded me of how much fun it is to weave with hand spun. Since I mostly talk about knitting um, with hand spun, because that's how I use most of mine, I thought that today I could talk about these very simple and relatively inexpensive looms and give you some suggestions of resources to look at if you want to try weaving with your hand spun yarns. The great thing about weaving with hand spun is that all of the perfectly imperfect aspects of your spinning just end up making the fabric more interesting. And so it's a wonderful way to appreciate and really make the most of the fact that your yarn is made by hand. I generally use a commercial yarn for my warp and um, my hand spun for my weft. So you can make quite a quite a good sized scarf with four ounces of fiber, which is also really great. Um, it's a and it's a great way to play with color and texture when you're deciding on your warp and your weft. Rigid heddle looms are really, really simple and very easy to work with and learn how to use. I am not a weaver and I really have no desire to become a weaver, famous last words, but I was able to make things that I was happy with very quickly after buying my first loom, which was a shacked uh, cricket loom, a 15-inch one, and uh, those currently list at $199 US. Um, so that's cr- the cricket is shack's entry-level loom, And once I'd made a few projects on the Cricut, I decided that I wanted something wider. So I bought a shacked flip loom, which sort of the, um, their sort of, um, somewhat nicer quality, um, rigid heddle loom. And I got a 20 inch one of those with a stand. And those, um, looms are currently, uh, selling for $308 US. And once I had the flip and the stand, I discovered that uh, the flip is is a, really a nicer weaving experience, and the stand just makes it way more comfortable for me to sit and work at a loom. So right now, I pretty much don't use my Cricut, and I should probably sell it. Um, so if anybody out there wants a 15-inch Cricut, get in touch with me. We'll figure something out. Um, But they're both really well-made and similarly easy to use, relatively easy to warp. Warping is fiddly and it takes some time, but there's a way to warp on a rigid heddle uh, loom called direct warping that is pretty easy. Um, And if I really had it to do over knowing what I know now, which of course would be completely impossible, I would 
just go right to the largest size of the flip loom with a stand. Um, and the I think the largest size is 30 inches. And those are currently $389 US. I didn't look up the price of the stand though. Um, you can make a narrower cloth on a wider loom, but you can't make a wider cloth on a narrow loom. So it would be just nice to have that um, flexibility. I have never taken a weaving class or even a weaving lesson. I really learned from two main sources, both of which are still available, and I will link to them in the show notes. The first one is Jane Patrick's video, Weaving on a Rigid Heddle Loom, which you can get as a video download from Long Thread Media. And I found it really, really useful. Jane Patrick is a great weaver and a great teacher, a very experienced teacher. I found it pretty hard to understand how to warp without actually seeing someone do it. So the video was very useful for me in that respect. And then the other um, resource that I really rely on uh, is Liz Gibson's book, which is called Weaving Made Easy, 17 Projects Using a Simple Loom. And her book is really, really helpful in explaining things like the calculations involved with figuring out how much yarn you need and what to do if one of your warp threads breaks, um, things like that. So it's a really good, um, accessible resource for those types of questions. And the projects are really achievable and um, lovely. Now, I've there are a couple of other resources that you will are going to find in the show notes. The first is Jane Patrick's book, which is called The Weaver's Idea Book, which is really great if you want to learn woven structures other than plain weave. I happen to adore plain weave, so I've never actually tried any of them, but you might want to. And Jane Patrick's book is a really great resource for that. Um, very well illustrated, lots of pictures, and very clear. Um, and then the other one is something that I just discovered, and I haven't actually watched this yet myself, so I'm, I can't entirely vouch for it, but I have um, done a lot of other video classes with Esther Rogers. So this is her um, video workshop on long thread media called Expressive Weaving on a Rigid Heddle Loom. And I'm actually really looking forward to taking that. And you will find links to all of these things uh, in the show notes for this episode, which will be at sheepspot.com slash podcast slash episode 72. So before I go on to tell you about the challenge, just a quick recap. So number one, weaving with handspun is a really great way to celebrate the perfect imperfection of your yarns. And if you use a commercial warp, you don't even need that much of it. Number two, I have two rigid heddle looms, a 15-inch shacked Cricut and a 20-inch shacked Flip with a stand. And if I had it to do over again, I would go right to the Flip and to the widest size available. And I've never taken an in-person weaving class 
but the resources I found most helpful uh, are Jane Patrick's video, Weaving on a Rigid Head of Loom, and Liz Gibson's book, Weaving Made Easy. And as I say, links to both of those will be in the show notes. So I hope that this podcast has gotten you excited about the possibilities of learning to weave with your hand spun. At the top, I promised you that I was going to announce a new five-day challenge. So here goes. It's going to be called Groom Your Stash, hashtag Groom Your Stash, and we will cover organizing your fiber stash and storing it safely. I'm also going to talk about how to combine fibers and colorways to make larger projects. It's a great way to use those all those sort of odds and end braids. You only have four ounces and what do you do with it? So I'm going to talk about um, both combining different fiber types and combining colorways and how to do that. And I'm also going to teach you how to use some basic fiber prep tools to get compacted fiber in shape for serene and soothing spinning. It is a great chance to get your stash organized, stored safely, and to get some ideas about how to use what you already have. And I'm doing the challenge now because I really believe that as spinners, we have some superpowers when it comes to calming ourselves down when the world is weird and the world is very, very weird right now. And when it comes to making time at home creative and productive and enjoyable. So we have these superpowers, we should be using them. And Groom Your Stash is designed to help you do that. I'm going to be going live every day during the challenge, which is, I don't think I've told you the dates yet. It's March 30th to April 3rd. So that's a Monday to a Friday. And you'll get an email prompt every day. And then I'll also be going live on Instagram and sharing how I'm doing with my stash grooming and um, also uh, teaching a little bit about what the prompt is for the day. And I'm really hoping that the live sessions will also be an opportunity for all of us to connect with other spinners and fight the dreaded social isolation, which I think is going to become a big issue as this crisis continues. So um, that is the Groom Your Stash challenge, hashtag Groom Your Stash, hashtag Stay In and Spin. And um, I will, um, I've already sent out um, notification to my email list. So if you're on that, you already have all the information you need. If you want to register for the challenge, I need your email address so I can send you the daily prompts and you can sign up at sheepspot.com slash stash dash challenge. So stash hyphen challenge. And if you're wondering why the challenge is called Groom Your Stash, it's actually a shout out to Gigi of the Knitmore Girls, who once said uh, in one of the episodes that we should think of our stash as a beloved pet, and that occasionally our beloved pets need to be groomed. And my stash needs grooming 
big time. So I really hope that you will join me. I'm looking forward to this um, experience. So um, I'm just going to give you the URL again to sign up. It's sheepspot.com slash stash hyphen challenge. And that will be in the show notes as well at sheepspot.com slash podcast slash episode 72. So guys, thank you so much for listening. It feels good to be back in the podcasting saddle. And um, I will see you in the next episode. In the meantime, go spin something. But first, you might want to wash your hands. <laughs>